0: Hi there. Welcome to number 34, episode, the 34th episode of the Carrier's Edge podcast. I messed that up, as I usually do.
1: Why don't we just leave it at that? Welcome to number 34. Thank you. Good night.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's all you need to know. I am Jane Jazrawi, co-founder of Carrier's Edge, and with me as always...
1: Mark Morrell, other co-founder of Carrier's Edge.
0: Yes. One day, someone is probably wondering if a third co-founder is just going to show up.
1: That would be weird. (laughs) Some third person shows up and just, I'm the real (laughs) co-founder.
0: These two are imposters. Yeah. The imposter (laughs) co-founders. Chief bottle washer and goddess of all I survey. That's my title.
1: Although I do most of the bottle washing. This is
0: true. As I said it, I was thinking, yeah, you're the bottle washer.
1: Yeah. I do all the grunt work that you don't like. I know. Including the dishes.
0: Aww. Yeah. Oh, that would make you the bottle washer. And that you do is. a fine, well, you sort of do a fine job. <laughs> <time.
1: laughs> I can't even wash a bottle properly.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you can, if I explain to you how to do it, because that's my specialty is I explain things. Yeah.
1: That's what you call that? Explaining?
0: Yeah, explain. Berating? Yeah. <laughs> For you, it's berating.
1: Berating me about how the I rest don't of rinse the world, it sufficiently.
0: You don't. It's like, I don't want my bottle tasting like soap.
1: And it doesn't now. Your it bottles are all fine. It doesn't now.
0: See, I, told, I taught you successfully, didn't I?
1: I'm not sure how to respond to this.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, my denigrating of your bottle washing. And all we're right. off to our normal start. And we are. So... What did you want to speak about today?
1: I haven't really thought much about it. Oh. Um, but we can talk about what we've been doing and what we're going to be doing.
0: That sounds about right.
1: That sounds like a pretty typical podcast. It
0: does, and things will appear as they do.
1: Yes. And then we at won't the end Go to any of those things, we'll just digress into something that something that strikes your fancy 20 minutes into it and that'll be the rest of it.
0: Yeah, and then at the end you'll label it. I so the yeah. people will be expecting gotta, said topic.
1: I have to go back afterwards and try and find start and end points for these different things <laughs> and make it look like there is actual sections rather than this section part two, this section part five. <laughs> and then like it's a, the formats like A, B, A, C, B, C, A, D, B, C, A.
0: Yeah. So... OCD people need not listen to this podcast. Oh, okay, I
1: think they tuned out a long time ago.
0: Probably. So, okay, let's talk about something. Well, I'm start. impatient let's... today. Let's uh, okay. let's move you it. You got stuff to move do. Along, I do. I have a lot of places to be.
1: All right. Well, let's let's talk about some places that we've been.
0: Okay, the, uh, see?
1: starting with the Mississippi Trucking Association. Yes.
0: and we did not go to Mississippi. No. Well, well, we we passed through, but we did not actually stay in Mississippi for the Mississippi Trucking Association convention. Hmm. But that was an enjoyable convention.
1: Last week we were there. They do their annual convention in Florida at a resort on the Florida Panhandle, not too far from Pensacola. So right. We got it's to go down there, but San Destin. is Sandestin, Florida, which is right next to Destin, Florida. Though so I wonder if there's like a a post Destin on the other side or something.
0: No, just the Gulf of Mexico.
1: Just the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We had an adventure because Air Canada does not fly to Pensacola in June.
0: And as you may or may not know, I'm a one flight kind of girl.
1: <laughs> no connecting flights.
0: No connecting flights can happen. It's enough for me to get on one. Having two takeoffs is... <sighs> Plus, I don't trust Air Canada to actually get you there to yeah. make a connecting flight, which we experienced a couple, like, that was painfully obvious. Yeah, yeah. When we watched all the other people trying desperately to get to their flights.
1: Yeah. So we took our one flight to the closest place that will have a direct flight from Air Canada, which is New Orleans.
0: And we wanted to go there anyway. So we went.
1: Yes. So we thought, all right, let's bookend this speech in Florida with uh, some time in New Orleans and make a bit of an adventure out mm-hmm.
0: of it. And there was an adventure. It
1: was an adventure, not the adventure we were expecting, but an adventure nonetheless. So it seemed like hurricane season arrived the day that we landed.
0: <laughs> well, it was more like tornado season. It was not nice at all. Heavy
1: rain, thunderstorms. Yes, the uh, very windy. The first morning we were there. Tornadoes, uh, tornado warnings. and we learned the hard way that when there are tornado warnings, hotels shut down their elevators. And your previously wonderful 19th floor room, Suddenly becomes a workout and a half when you're trying to lug your luggage.
0: Well, we didn't have to go up. At least we Thankfully. only had to go down. We, uh, we did meet one
1: unfortunate guy who yeah. was going up and then found the door lock and had to go back down.
0: No, he forgot his glove.
1: Oh, that's okay. what happened. He, he was working
0: something. out. So he was, you know, chugging up the steps and then realized that he, that's what he mentioned it on the oh, way okay. down again yeah. or on the way up. I don't know where he was we going. We saw
1: him a few times. And we also discovered that they don't really air condition the stairwells.
0: Oh, the stairwells of hotels are the pit yeah. of you know it's gross in there. No hotel stairway is nice unless it's like one of the it's meant the to grand be. Grand entry, yeah. yeah there, the but if you're going, you're trying to take the stairs from a hotel room, you're never going into nice territory yeah. ever. And this hotel, the one, the first one we stayed at was the JW Marriott. And, uh, they had, not only were you taking the, you know, the back stairs and you go through these cement and metal versions of the steps and clang, clang, clang. And, and it was very slippery, which was really yes, weird. It was so humid. It was very, yeah. Cause it was like, there was a lot of rain, but it wasn't cold. So it was, um, it was really slippery. So going down, it was with suitcases, it was really hard, um, to, well, it was hard to avoid falling over. But then when you get to like the third or fourth floor, and this is common in hotels, they kind of switch it around. So then you have to follow all these tunnels to go to the, oh, all the rest. Back, of, yeah, all back the back way. Yeah.
1: Behind all the conference rooms. Yeah. Yeah. And they had these little paper signs saying this way to lobby. <laughs> all right. We'll keep going. We'll yeah. keep going. And eventually we did get out on the street. And so that was our experience in New Orleans. And then we had. Well, we
0: east. also had other experiences, yeah, which we were nice. Other, we went and looked at all the touristy stuff.
1: And then we headed out and basically followed, followed the storms the, east.
0: Followed the tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, the tornadoes were pointing our way. We never actually saw one, but no, they were New south York, of us. Just
1: south of us the whole way.
0: And so, yeah, we we got a lot of. well, And, and what happened was the entire time that we were there, the storm just sat on
1: mm-hmm. the when we part, get to Florida. Yeah. It was just sitting off the coast.
0: And so it would and rain. Could see it. And then it would sort yeah. of brighten up a little bit, maybe be a little bit sunny, and then it would rain again.
1: But still the 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 water was closed for swimming.
0: Yes. And they had all the, the danger danger flags out and you couldn't swi- uh, you couldn't swim. And the waves were really high. I mean the waves are really cool to see, but it was it was not a it was not a beach It was on vacation. It was not a beach weekend, yes, which we were kind of hoping it would be. but yeah.
1: and then we came back to New Orleans on Saturday. Um we did finally break out of the storms and then was sweltering just, heat yeah, so we got to spend a Saturday night hot. in New Orleans, uh, which is an adventure of its own well, it yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize I don't think we either of us realized that it was Saturday. So no. it was a bit of a crazy time. We were right downtown, like right by the French Quarter, and it, it's Pride Month. So there was a big pride parade, and so everybody is out, and there's like all kinds of crazy characters walking around the street, and there's confetti and beads, and it was a... It was a spectacle.
1: It was a spectacle, yeah, yeah. it
0: was uh, it's not as good. They didn't have as good a pride parade that as they did Toronto as they do in Toronto. Toronto mm-hmm. is a really huge pride parade. yeah, but it was fun to look at.
1: Yeah, it was good. So we can say that we've had the New Orleans experience.,
0: Ooh, we did. We did not we did not get beads thrown at us or any of that stuff, but we did go into a number of crazy little bars. With dueling dueling bands on mm-hmm. each side of it, like a, what's the name of the Bourbon Street? Yep. So we did that and watched a lot of very drunk people. Yep. And uh, also got some silly touristy things.
1: Yes, we didn't have to buy a few little touristy yeah. things.
0: And so, but it was good because I have ne- always wanted to go there and see yep. what it's like, and it's it's kind of weird to see the French. Um, Mm. it's not as much French as you get here, obviously. Um, but
1: but the fact that you get any. Yeah.
0: So so it kind of felt a little, a little bit familiar just because of the French. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I speak French or anything like that, but I'm used to it. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things that really distinguishes the U S from Canada is that that lack of French on anything. And then when you start seeing it all the time, you just feel, feel a little bit at home. Mm -hmm. I would not want to live there. I would not let live in the French Quarter. That is for no. sure. Can you imagine living <laughs> there? a little
1: busy and noisy.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. I don't know if many people do live there, but yeah, it was just a, a lot of. It was an adventure. Yes. So, all of that for Jane to do a one hour presentation <laughs> <laughs> convention. So, that actually seems to have gone very well. They had a pretty good turnout. There was. Mm-hmm. Over hundred people in the room. Yep. Uh, for that session, they seemed to be happy with the turnout for their event. They were not happy about the weather, of course, but not much you can do about that. So we did our part. We showed up. You did your speech,
0: and we talked about Best fleets, and we talked about what uh, we we talked a lot about what Prime and Keller are doing because I was using a lot of the content from. Uh, the TCA webinar that I had done. Mm. Um, But also talking about... About
1: Building culture and and how to respond to feedback and things like that. And building
0: a community uh, Mm. around just getting feedback from your drivers and seeing what they want and then responding to it. And then as you do that, you you create a community whether you like it or not. Just as long... It's really keeping the lines of communication open. And the more you do that and the more that you respond in a way that it doesn't have to be what everybody wants, but in a way that satisfies people, mm-hmm. then you kind of bring people closer together. So doing it all through text, through, you know, like writing, like if you communicate, if you constantly communicate only through text or satellite or email, you lose a lot because that whole body language or even that sort of the um, the difference between... What the words are and how you say them—the connotation—like that really makes a difference. And that's almost like, like that, like a level above talking is the language that where you're you have an intent. And I'm sure there's a word for it that you know you can say, um, you can say a phrase and have it mean three different things just by the way you say it
1: and the words you emphasize and things like that. The pitch, yeah. So and I
0: and I just on that. Quickly, I was listening to a thing on the radio and what they were talking about it and how difficult it is to teach robots to speak Hmm. or to have conversations or to um, provide or to be comedic. They can't joke (laughs) because humor is so difficult to define because you want to teach a computer to do anything or a robot. A robot is just a, a fancy computer. If you have to be able to break it down and say, okay, when this happens, do this and give it a pathway, give it all kinds of pathways. And our computers are more powerful now because you have an immense amount of power so you can have lots and lots of pathways and decision trees and that kind of thing. But what you can't do is mimic that, that those little tiny hints that tell you whether, somebody, whether something is funny or not. So how do you even define funny? Hmm. It's a very difficult thing to do because some people find, like, for example, puns. Some people find immense uh, pleasure in a pun, and some people have no time for puns. So, you know, there's. I'm there's, the former,
1: and Jane is the latter. <laughs>
0: I, I can appreciate good wordplay. Puns are, eh, I find them a low form of humor. But sarcasm is a form of humor. And how do you teach a robot how to be sarcastic? Hmm. Like how is, I know it's tone of voice, but it's also the words that you choose. And it's also facial expression. So, And sometimes your facial expression actually comes out in your voice.
1: Yes, because you can catch sarcasm and humor just through audio without any visual accompaniment. But that's that's an interesting uh, observation. Even without the, the part about being funny, Teaching uh, machines how to speak in a conversational way is still something that is really elusive, and we still are fairly far away from it. People talk a lot about text to speech, and there's a lot of options for that. And I think we're all getting used to hearing the result of that. It's really taken a big leap in the last little while um, with these Siri uh, and Alexa and and these, these voice attendant things. But the conversational stuff is still really clunky and disjointed. Um, I remember looking at this. this was a couple of years ago when we first had this really big spike when Alexa and Siri first sort of came on the market. And then there was all of those animation videos where you could put in your script and the characters would would speak it. And there's two voices that you got a male voice and a female voice to choose. Um, And it came up, you know, somebody had asked me, if we were looking at doing that in our courses or making that as a part of our technology, that that's how we would be doing the reading of uh, the content. And I looked at that and even then it was, it was terrible. It was way better than it had been 20 years ago when we started looking at uh, and working with text to speech or voice synthesis engines, but it had come a long way, but it was still not ready for prime time. And now even with all of the advances I still do not hear anything that I would consider using because it's one thing for two minutes of an interaction where you're going back and forth and it's a sentence at a time, but to listen to any amount of narration over an extended period, it would just kill you. It would just be, it's awful to listen to because there is no inflection. There's no uh, nuance to it. The, they can try and have the voice go up and down like a normal person would but they're not quite there yet. It's almost like, um, almost like text to speech is sort of in the uncanny valley right now, where it's real enough that it kind of seems real, but there's something uh, disjointed that your head, your brain recognizes it's not right, and it it jars you, it throws you off.
0: Even when you get those chatbots,
1: oh, those things, in yeah. the, on
0: a website, yeah. And text. I know that a lot of people use them for their like for recruiting purposes. Mm-hmm. But you always know when it's a bot because you can confuse it really easily. Yeah. You ask them any kind of like, you know, ask them two questions at once and all of a sudden it can't figure it out.
1: I think you take great enjoyment out of confusing a chatbot.
0: Oh, I hate chatbots. It's like, oh my God, you know, you don't have the information on your website. The chatbot doesn't have any clue what you're actually asking because nobody's told it what the answer is because it's not on the website. So no one knows. (laughs) Like that's why it's a question. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that those
1: things are almost becoming standard fare on websites now.
0: Well, for a lot of, there's for a lot of questions, they are pretty, you know.
1: Yeah, to cover the basics of like a pre-sales kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Or like a recruiting, recruiting sites are Mm -hmm. always uh, have sort of, now I think some of them actually have a live person, but uh, it's when I usually it's usually to do with my phone, so yeah. I'm trying to find out something about my phone. And I have always like we've I've had the same phone plan for well not the same phone plan but to belong to the same company, Telus, for like you know 50 years, and um,
1: not actually 50. Not years. actually
0: I'm exaggerating, but it's since I've had a cell phone, pretty much it's been a Telus mm-hmm. through Telus. You know when I had a flip phone, it was Telus, and mm-hmm. then I moved for an iPhone and and. So I have very, I had for a long time really, really old plans that I was getting certain deals on that they keep, they're constantly discontinuing the plans that I'm on. And um, so when I have a question about a plan, often it's not answered on the website. And then they kind of switched from providing actual customer service from the phone to doing it all on the web, which is... Now I'm good. I'm I'm sort of up to date enough and modern enough in my phone purchases that it doesn't. It's not a problem anymore. But there was a couple of years there. I was like, what? What are you even talking about? So it. I think it's. I I think that the technology used for imitating people, like in conversations, is okay. I'm okay with it when I know that's what it is. You know, I will talk to an automated switchboard. I will talk to a chat bot. Sure. Okay. If I need to do it, but I am not going to, it's not, it's, I don't want to replace real people in certain situations and voiceover is one of them. I'm not interested in having Siri narrate a
1: course. No. Cause, can you imagine?
0: Yeah. It's hard
1: enough. With specific terminology, and you have to give pronunciation keys yeah. and things. <laughs> trying to do that too. CT Pat,
0: this is yeah. how you pronounce it.
1: Yeah, sometimes you spell out the acronym, and sometimes you say it as a word.
0: And sometimes part of it is an acronym, and part of it is a word.
1: Like CT Pat. Yeah,
0: that yes. one is a. And sometimes I see these acronyms, and the one that I uh, that I had a real problem with weights and dimensions was um, ice tea, <laughs> which. To me, I read it and it was ISTEA, because it's Mm. I-S-T-E-A, which is, I can't remember. It's something to do, it's a law in the U.S., which is about mostly dimensions, I believe, dimensions of vehicles on the interstate highways. And um, so I was in my head, and you know how you're always, when you read something, you have a way of pronouncing it in your head, which I'll get back to in a second, But in my head, it was Istia and it was Istia. And then I was thinking, oh, you know what? They probably have another pronunciation for that. I could trying and trying and trying to find someone actually saying it out loud. Mm -hmm. So finally, I found some old, uh, really old um, video of... When it was first passed in the 90s, someone had posted some video and I finally got like one frame of this guy saying iced tea. And I was like, okay, that's how you're going to pronounce it. All right. Huh. Iced tea. Well, normally Ice Wikipedia
1: tea. gives you a pronunciation key, but not for acronyms.
0: Um, They might for some, but it's a really obscure acronym.
1: Yeah. They don't have everything.
0: Yeah. Hmm. But on that whole, in your head, you are reading things a certain way but you never heard them out loud Mm -hmm. that that really gets me a lot as you know yes Ari Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my and our daughter does it as well because she you know she reads a whole bunch and when you read and you don't know the word you never heard it even if you can sort of understand the meaning from the rest of the words you have this pronunciation in your head and what I always thought was a w r i r y, which is a rise, something gone to rise, something has gone wrong, something is crazy. And, but in my head, it was re for the, I mean, I just... I that's was, what it looks like. It's, yeah, that's how you, that's how you say it. And I don't know, was it you who corrected me?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so well read out of this great vocabulary, I just can't say it.
1: Just can't speak it. Yeah. I know. So, which is good that you now do all kinds of speeches. Well. Although you don't have to use complicated words like that.
0: um, I usually have a pretty good idea. If I'm not certain of something, I look it up. Mm. So, the only problem is regulations. You can't really look up pronunciations. Yeah. And there's a a lot of places where, which will give you pronunciations, but I don't trust them because they're on the web and who knows where it's coming from. Hmm. Anyway,
1: interesting. That was
0: my first digression into into a topic that you had no knowledge of.
1: Yeah, and I'm not even sure what we ended up talking about. It AI
0: talk, and yeah, voice and
1: voice synthesis
0: robots, and,
1: and then reading reading words and hearing them in your head.
0: Speaking of pronunciation, it kills me because uh, I heard this on there. I listen to the radio. I listen to talk radio more than music because I like. I don't like listening to music. I like listening to people talking. So I listen to a lot of documentaries and shows and things like that. And I think it was on the same show that I heard this thing about the comedy and robots can't do it. Um, but that in the fifties, they used, they didn't call them robots. They called them robots, robots, robots.
1: Yeah. I've heard that actually in old movies,
0: <laughs> you know, in the fifties, you know, a robot can do that. <laughs> Or robots
1: are,
0: I can't even, I can't robots even Robots
1: weren't coming for your jobs at
0: that point. <laughs> no, they were amazing if they could, you know, yeah. put something in something else, yeah. which was pretty much the, uh, pretty. Now ro-
1: they have graduated to having some real skills. They get a proper name. They are robot. And
0: you know, are robots. There's more yes. heft
1: into that name now.
0: Yes. So we will not be building robots anytime or robots anytime soon.
1: Or using text to speech.
0: No. No, we are, uh, the
1: we are continuing to use real people to do voiceover. Yes, and those are not
0: fake people. Yes, yeah. the voiceover community likes us.
1: Yes, um, you've been very busy over the last little while. Even yeah. though you had an adventure in Mississippi or through Mississippi and into Florida, you've been cranking out tons of content.
0: Well, on that whole Florida thing, I had not realized... Well, if you think about it, the way that most Canadians go to Florida is taking a plane from whatever Canadian city you're in. so Toronto to Tampa or Toronto to Orlando. Most of the time it's Orlando.
1: Or Fort Lauderdale.
0: Okay, Fort Lauderdale. But but it's like one one of of the big centers. So I'd never even heard of the Panhandle until the big hurricane came in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd never heard of that part of... Hmm. that part of Florida. I didn't even know that was part of it. And this is how bad my geography is. My geography is terrible. Um, So it never occurred to me that Alabama and Louisiana and Mississippi were right by Florida.
1: And so close together.
0: I had no idea until we actually drove through those states. I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah. And each one of them you get across in an hour.
0: Yeah. Well, the bottoms are narrow. So that's why. But I didn't realize, like, I'm driving through Mississippi, and then I'm thinking, oh, well, that's why they're having their convention here is because it's not that far away. It's yeah. it's like going to, you know, going up north for a convention, going mm-hmm. to a resort up there. Because I was thinking at the time, like, why are they having their thing in Florida? But now I realize that they could just drive for four hours and they're there.
1: Mm-hmm. Or less.
0: Anyway, that's silly, yeah. but you know, my, my relationship with Florida is always like a plane ride (laughs) and then it's the cab from the airport. So I don't even have, I didn't even have that. Um, it was all like completely new to me. So driving through States is actually quite educational to some extent. It's
1: you get a feel for it, even though you're driving on the interstate, Yeah, you get a feel for the place, you see the signs, the kind of Uh, stores that are popping up along the side of the road.
0: You also see, well, like the plane coming into New Orleans, you could see why there was such a problem with flooding Mm -hmm. in New Orleans when the hurricane Katrina hit. Like, I mean, there's just so much water there. Mm -hmm. There's a huge amount of water in that area. Anyway, I am now done talking about that. So we can move on.
1: All right. End of section one, beginning of section two. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no you can you can change the subject now
1: i have lost my train of thought <laughs> see i've also been a, i've been wrapped up in stuff for the last few days as well uh because we were doing a uh, uh doing a french version of our practical cargo securement course which is a huge course several courses for both flatbed and uh cargo van and um so the translation is pretty significant. The, uh, the the voiceover script was like 120 pages or something like that, which is a lot. Definitely not something you can do in one session. It's so not for the had, faint of heart. Yeah, we had uh, two full-length sessions um, with our French voiceover guy that I just uh, finished the last of them an hour before we uh, started this.
0: Whose name is Denis?
1: Denis, who's an excellent voiceover guy and a solid translator. He does most of our... French translation as well, um, but I've just been, it, it is occurring to me that this is like the nicest day we've had this week, and I'm spending the whole day like in inside my studio here.
0: By choice, because you've scheduled
1: yeah, all yeah. of this. I didn't know it was going to be the only good day of the week.
0: Well, we won't be long. You can yeah. get up there and mow the lawn or do whatever it is you want to <laughs> do. Look at the sun, yes. But we have hired, uh, we now have a new development manager who is... Taking so much off your plate that yeah. now you have to run around and try and find your a reason for being again. Yeah, and I guess that's mowing the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get to no, do now. Now Mark. I
1: can take care of the other things that I was too busy for in the past. Yeah, like breathing.
0: Official. You know, breathing over my shoulder. When Whoa. are you gonna be done? When are you gonna be done?
1: Yeah. Well, finishing voiceover is uh, is a large task. When as well.
0: it's done. Yeah.
1: See, I've stopped asking. Stop asking when things are going to be, I'm just thinking in terms of announcements,
0: yes. when are things
1: going to be finished so I can schedule all these. So we don't have like 50 different small announcements coming out all independently. We bunch them up together. So other than that, there's enough stuff being cranked out that, uh, I'm not sweating it anymore. And, uh, yeah, your team is cranking out a lot of good content. Uh, my developers are busily, uh, closing those tickets, uh, Making enhancements, fixing things, optimizing things, lots of good work that's happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great. And um, we also, we failed uh, we in failed. the beginning of this podcast. I have to say, we failed to do our patriotic duty and congratulate the, the raptors, raptors and talk about that amazing win of the Raptors <laughs> last night. So it we're was be, actually uh, kicked it, out of the country.
0: Well, you can cut this and. Do you want to yeah, we'll pretend that beginning. we're starting again? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jane.
1: Where have we been for the last two weeks? Yeah.
0: Well, I don't. OK, so.
1: No, we've done it now. We've made an acknowledgement that the Raptors are awesome.
0: Yes, the Raptors. Uh, that is a pretty impressive feat because they beat a team who's haven't they the Golden State Warriors? Haven't they been the champions for a couple of years? No. No? No. Were they a long shot?
1: Um, oh my see, God,
0: people listening are going to be like... Yeah,
1: maybe we thinking. shouldn't dig this hole any deeper. We're not gonna huge have to, basketball fans.
0: No, I, we're not sports fans really at all.
1: So I a do little bit of football it's an accomplishment for you. and it was close, um, but... Uh,
0: they were really... The, there was, they really pushed... Like both teams were... They were quite evenly matched, I think.
1: Yes, it was a very close game and the city was going crazy last night. The whole country... Everybody's having viewing parties all across the country.
0: One of our instructional designers lives in the middle of London, Ontario, not England. And apparently it has it was crazy last oh, night. Oh yeah, so they're having like all these
1: public outdoor viewing parties um, in every city across the country and taking over stadiums. I couldn't
0: them. watch it because every time I looked at it, the other two, the Warriors got a basket. So I was like, <laughs> I have to stop watching this. Yeah. I can't be the I can't be the reason the Raptors lose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked. Yes, you're turning it off. Worked.
0: Yeah, a lot of people were saying that they would get it in six.
1: Yeah, Every, They well, were saying that no, at the beginning. No, they were saying they were going to get in five. No, and then they were saying it was going to be six.
0: No, right at the beginning, they were saying Raptors in six. There was a lot of people saying that, and then when they were three, were up three one, mm-hmm. then it was like, oh, we're going to get in four. Oh, we're going to get in five, and And then everybody started thinking that, well, I don't know. I think that everybody started getting, the excitement started going down a little bit when uh, everybody thought that there was a potential loss. (laughs) Just like, so anyway, hopefully we have a replacement for the Leafs. Yeah. The eternally losing Leafs.
1: Well, yeah, we do. Okay. And that is the
0: most we've talked about sports ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ever.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, Except maybe for the now,
0: halftime show.
1: <laughs> maybe now we should talk about some work stuff.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's do it. What, what work stuff?
1: So what are you working on right now? Well, I, you mentioned weights and dimensions.
0: Yes, we are on the way to... Getting further in weights and dimension, dimensions, I actually did a photo shoot with our good friends at Transpro Freight Systems, um, and uh, who have a very nice yard and setup, and they have a scale there. So I was taking some pictures of trucks going over the scale. So we're on the last legs of that course, which the is the
1: US course.
0: The US course, yes. Which the, is very
1: different than the Canadian one, right?
0: Yeah, it's mostly because the regulations are set up in the U.S. a little bit differently than they are in Canada. So I think I've talked about this before, where it's mostly they talk about the weights, like the actual dimensions and weights more separately in the U.S. And then in Canada, they kind of do it by combination. So it's by vehicle. Mm. So in the U.S., it's not It's somewhat by vehicle, but not really. But the basics are, it was good to start with the basics of the U.S. because that's more about how you figure out the bridge formula and all of that stuff. And now I'm going to tackle the Canadian stuff where I have to look at it per vehicle. So it'll probably be the same, start with the same content and then move into, it'll just be a little bit different. And like, I'm not going to really talk about bridge formulas so much. Anyway, it'll be what it is. It's it's moving on. I've had it reviewed by a couple of people. There seems to be no obvious errors or gaps, so we're good. I'll be able to I'm gonna say voiceover in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. I have to do a lot of diagrams, so that's gonna take a bit.
1: Okay. So early July.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm hoping if if something else doesn't blow up, then okay. But we also have we have a number of translations that have gone because we have a uh, young man who has been working on putting translations into the system and then uh, putting the voiceover in that I get rec- I get my voiceover people to record and that's all he's been doing is and just cranking that up. He's a young man. He's a young man.
1: Yeah, he's uh, Everywhere Else known as the boy.
0: He is the boy.
1: Yeah, it's our son who is home from school and has demonstrated a real talent for cutting audio and cleaning up all of the little piddly things that drive you crazy when you're putting something together like this. And he's very diligent and good at making it very precise and having it all put together properly. So he's been cranking out a ton of stuff. And we give him a project and think that it's going to keep him busy for the week, which is good. It's like, okay, good. He's off our... Our plate. He'd be busy for a week and like two days later he comes back and he's done. Yeah. Like, ugh, now we got to find something else for you.
0: I know. So I've been just, yeah, he's gone through like three courses, I think. Hmm. Um. And anyway, he's, he's, uh, would be, for most 18 year olds, they're doing something in the restaurant business or any, some other, cu- yeah, well. I was yep. doing
1: physical labor.
0: Physical labor or customer service. Yeah. All of those things our son is absolute garbage at. However, detail work and on a computer. Yeah. I wonder where he got that from. I don't know. Mm. So he's a shout out to Christopher. He will never listen to this because we are very uncool. Even though we're paying him, we're still uncool.
1: If we paid him to listen to it, <laughs> he would listen to it and he'd find 10 things wrong with it that we missed. <laughs> So I'm not going to encourage him to listen to it.
0: Get him to bounce it.
1: No, No, bouncing
0: is the bouncing is the processing of the audio. Yeah, the final like once we record it. Once
1: it's recorded, you have to edit it. You have to master it, which is doing things like uh, EQ and compression and gating things, Um, and then making them sound nice. Yeah, cleaning up the uh, uh, all of the different bits of it, removing the s's that are overly zealous and things like that. then you bounce it which is the export into a file. And I'm not really sure why it's called bouncing. It's always been called that since the old days of tape, uh, you would uh, when you were using old multi-track mixers, you would still use a uh, you'd use like physical tape and um, it was still called bouncing, I guess because it w- would be done from one tape machine to another. So kind of bouncing like yeah moving it from one to the other back and forth. Um, but yes, that's the final product. And I don't think I trust anybody else to do that yet.
0: Okay. So, I'll give him and everybody to do. else
1: he's got, he's got lots to do anyway.
0: Yeah, cargo securement. So all of that cargo securement French is going to be processed by Christopher and mm-hmm. well, uh, he's
1: finishing up a Spanish thing now.
0: Um he's putting a Spanish course into Endicott. I have to send out the Spanish voice script. Oh, okay. So once that comes back, he'll do that. And then once I get, we're getting Spanish cargo securement as well. Mm. So that's another big project that I'm going to get around the 21st of June. And then, so, you know, this summer is the summer of translation.
1: Yeah. Good. We're and, but what of I'm stuff.
0: also working on, um, we're continuing work on the defensive driving course, which has a working title.
1: It's not defensive driving.
0: Well, you as you said, we right, don't we want to, to confuse a name. the old defensive driving and the new defensive driving. So, <sighs> Helm. I,
1: I want to call this thing Chinese democracy, because much like the long promised, never delivered Guns oh. N' Roses album, this is the course that is going on forever.
0: Give me a break! Just stop it. No, we have an acronym, uh, which is Helm. And H-E-L-M. And it stand, It basically stands for all of the different things that affect driving. So human, whatever E stands for, and then whatever L stands for, and then whatever
1: M stands for. Sounds awesome. For.
0: I am not rant writing yet. I just, okay. I've looked at 50 courses over the last two weeks. So it's very hard for me to remember details. Um anyway that's just a working title but we're trying okay. to think of a title that is not going to be defensive driving so that yes. we can have the and not be old defensive driving and new defensive driving um
1: safe driving no better no. driving
0: better driving yeah better driver better you <laughs> uh I don't know
1: driving for life
0: please stop
1: <laughs> we are sure also will
0: come up with we're also yeah we will
1: and in this course, I, I give you grief about it, but what I've seen of this course, it looks amazing. The animation looks oh, really good. Oh, thank you. The, uh, the well, structure looks good.
0: We should tell Debbie thank you, but uh, thank you,
1: Debbie. The animation looks great.
0: Um, we are also working on some updates to transportation of dangerous goods, um, safety a safety committee course, which is mostly an Ontario-based course, but we can probably.
1: I thought it was going to be like. Or sorry, a
0: Canadian. Well, okay. you can use it. It's just that in Canada, there's regulations surrounding oh, okay. it. Um, it's going to be about how to put it together according to regulations, but you, we can definitely make a, a vanilla version of that. So I don't think there are regulations for it in the States. There might be, mm. um, but I don't think so. But in, in Canada, there are regulations across Canada and specific ones in Ontario. So uh Chrissy is working on that TDG and Safety Committee K is working on um the latest cargo securement module heavy equipment and, and also
1: the, uh, conflict resolution or something Yes,
0: yeah, customer service. Okay. So it's it's not so much conflict resolution but it's what it's going to be is um for a, co- a couple of different parts. One is preparing to mm-hmm. to do it. Like so what how you know, if you're going to provide a good customer experience, this is what it looks like. Then the second part of it is going to be, okay, here's how to deal with the things that are happening that wreck that wreck hmm. that perfect customer service experience.
1: Can we add into that the block on looking professional that
0: We, we are we have already Oh, yeah. Discussed. People have been
1: asking for that for a while.
0: Yeah, it's looking about looking professional. I also suggested to Kay that maybe we put in some information about how to um, not keep clean, or trying to freshen up in your truck. <laughs> do you know what to do when there's no water?
1: Yeah. So this is an How do issue. You do that? Yeah, yeah, it's How an issue like for when you have no facilities.
0: A lot of people and mm-hmm. and women are especially concerned about that because it's worse for women to find decent facilities, and women are more concerned about hygiene. Generally, you have a lot more. Um, there's other issues. Mm-hmm. Than, uh, than men have to deal with. So, men, though, although men are more of a problem in terms of hygiene.
1: Yeah, it doesn't speak well for our gender that we're less concerned about hygiene and looking proper. Yeah, and it's not news to me.
0: That that, that men are, tend to be pigs. in. Well, I don't want to say that you know every man is like this and every woman is like this because no. there's obviously there's a there spectrum. There are men right? that clean themselves, and yes. I'm much more of a pig than people would ever expect. <laughs>
1: But sorry, there is a spectrum.
0: Yeah, but anyway, it's I. What I've seen in terms of how to do that has been provided by women. It Mm -hmm. has not been like, and I and I end up digging into all kinds of driver YouTube channels and things like that. And it's so I tend to see this, and I think I watched a couple just because I was was interested in the idea, and I did notice it was women, Hmm. which. No, but apparently baby wipes are the yeah I've heard that the the answer
1: okay well, that should be very cool then that would be a very useful of course
0: yeah I think it might be something that's not really out there in the in the universe we certainly
1: had requests for that kind of thing
0: yeah and I can and it, the. I can see why it's a difficult subject, right? You don't want to, you don't want to go up to someone and say, you know, you should take a shower.
1: That's why we get the request for it because nobody wants to have that conversation.
0: No. Just make it
1: part of orientation. Yeah. Just say,
0: here's, here are the expectations before you get out of your vehicle. Smell your pets.
1: (laughs) Smell yourself.
0: Smell yourself.
1: Yeah. So oh, this that's is good. a
0: lovely, this is a lovely conversation. we covered some
1: fabulous content in this episode, <laughs> haven't we?
0: Well, there is a lot of stuff. But anyway, K, though that's what Kay's working on. We found, fa- ah, the big news in Canada is that there is a new ELD mandate yeah, coming so in 2021. That.
1: So that's going to be, well, certainly great news for our friends at Isaac Instruments that mm-hmm. are becoming one of the leading providers of well, they are one of the leading providers. I think they're on their way to being kind of the number one domestic ELD supplier, um, good partner of ours. And this is great news for them because I'm sure they'll be one of the first people to get their unit certified. But that's going to mean, I guess, some uh, some changes to your hours of service course.
0: However, we have already done that type of work in uh, for the U.S., so it's right. not going to be all that difficult. Also... Um, handily, I asked when I was interviewing course development, instructional designers to, to work with us. One of the things that they have to do is a little mini ELD course. <laughs> so they're all familiar with ELDs. Yeah. Everybody knows what that is. I don't have to teach them anything. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So um K is sort of penciled in to do that one. Hmm. And uh, I don't know, after Weights and Dimensions, I don't know if I'm even going to be doing any more courses.
1: Well, I think by that point, we'll be starting to move on to some other things that always take you away from courses anyway. Like by the time you finish best the Canadian fleets. one, yeah, the summer will be over and it'll be Best Fleets time. I mean, that's... In in a really optimistic scenario where you finish the Canadian version of Weights and Dimensions before we launch Best Fleets. (laughs) I know. You're saying it out loud. I hear how ridiculous that is. (laughs) But I can dream, can't I?
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Jane is very busy, as you can see, with lots of stuff going on. But that means lots of good new stuff for everybody, uh, for all our customers and, and partners as well. I've got a bunch of things happening that I can't really talk about yet. Um, Things that I will be very uh, excited to talk about either on the next episode of this podcast or the one after because there's stuff that's a little too early to talk about or things that I am sort of sworn to secrecy on. But um, the one thing that has come out um, that I think I can speak about um, now because I saw Uh, a bit of marketing around it earlier this week is it's sort of public knowledge now that we have an agreement with national interstate Um, insurer, large insurer in the U S they are now reselling our stuff. So we're very happy about that. Mm -hmm. It was actually um, signed a couple of months ago, but just the inevitable process of getting the marketing going and the announcements ready. We still don't have approval uh, on the actual press release from their um, press and compliance people, but I see that they have started blasting uh, to all of their customers and advertising it to all of their insureds. So it's obviously out there. It's public, um, which is good. We can talk about that. Very happy about that. So we've got uh, those guys uh, on board. Cottingham and Butler has also come on board and they're starting to um, uh, promote our stuff more aggressively as well. So we're very happy about those things.
0: Oh, there is one other piece of news that I forgot to tell you is Mm. I'm doing another TCA webinar Hmm. On June twenty seventh,
1: on social media, right? social
0: on using social media about yes. social
1: media. It's not going to be delivered on social media.
0: No, it'll be delivered on whatever the webinars are delivered on. Um,
1: now that's going to be an interesting one. And we were talking about this before because we're both just been um, talking about the issues with privacy and Facebook, and we mm-hmm. talked about that a bit in the last uh, episode here. Um, I just finished reading the uh, Roger McNamee's book about the, uh, what he calls the Facebook catastrophe and how data is being mined and collected and sold and all of that kind of stuff. And yet here we are promoting Facebook on a a webinar. You
0: know, there just isn't a better, it it is an amazing connector of people. Yeah. And that was what it was originally designed to do. That's what Zuckerberg wanted to do was connect people. Mm -hmm. And Um, I, I don't think that we can go back to a place where you can't just search for someone and, and find them what you, what needs to happen is that there just needs to be some protections. It's kind of like, it's, it's like if everybody got a car, but there was no rules about how to drive the car. So there's going to be accidents. There's going to be people taking advantage of other people. It's. It's when you have no rules around it. This is what happens, and so you mm-hmm. can. I don't think that people necessarily need to say, "I'm not ever going to use Facebook" or "I'm not going to use social media." But you need to. There does need to be some regulations around it. You need to it. be
1: thoughtful about it.
0: Yeah, and
1: yeah. now is the that going to be is, what you talk about on the thing? Are you going to talk about how sort of thoughtful <laughs> ways of using social media?
0: Well, there are three different ways that people use social media and, and especially in trucking. And the first one is recruiting. That's what everybody's using it for mm-hmm. is recruiting. And drivers know this because drivers are following trucking pages of, of places where they don't work. Right. So like Maverick is one of the companies that I'm doing the, the uh, webinar with. They have 100,000 people following their wow. Facebook they have maybe a thousand drivers.
1: No, they have I think twenty five hundred. Oh, still, okay, yeah. They don't have anywhere. Near.
0: They don't have a hundred thousand drivers. No, and there's not a hundred thousand people in that, like in their general ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's the that's a really large one, but it's all like super giant numbers because drivers are looking around. Mm-hmm. They're looking around to see what. A is like, sometimes they're entertained by the content because it all has to do with their profession. So mm-hmm. they're looking at it and I am going to talk about this. So mm-hmm. it's a really powerful way of recruiting.
1: So that's the first way that people use it. What are the other ones?
0: Is retention. So okay. it's connecting with your people. So mm-hmm. how do you do that? Do you, you know, using private groups, using spousal groups, um, so that you can give information to the partners and, um, significant others of the drivers uh, things about benefits and pay. If you want to ask mm-hmm. questions, there's a lot, it's a good way to do that. Um, a good way, uh, private groups are good for having small working groups for particular projects for, um, just for you know, Maverick has an ask Ken and John Facebook page, which is basically just, you know, ask questions or, mm. or have a conversation and the third part is using Facebook Live, mm, right? Which is, I think, really, really underutilized. Yep. I think everybody is really focused on that whole retention. We got to have advertisements out there, and and advertisements using Facebook to put out advertisements is a good idea. It it is a good idea, but you can't. That is not going to help you retain. It's not going to be a retention tool. It's not going to help you with communication. Mm-hmm. So. You need to look at the other ways to use social media, not just Facebook. But Facebook is the giant leader; like everybody is using Facebook. Three quarters of drivers are using Facebook. They may not be following your page, but they're they're on social media. So, Hmm. and the quality of the content is whether or not they follow their own company's page really comes down to that. So content is, I think we've talked about that before. Content is king.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you
0: want to attract people, think about what you want to say about yourself, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what the theme of the webinar is going to be.
1: Oh, that should be cool. That's funny.
0: Did Um, I make it sound more interesting than you thought it was going to be? It sounded like you were not.
1: No, it just, it was reminding me as you're talking about the value of content and that's really sort of, popping up more and more. I'm just in the middle of reading an article in Fortune about AT&T and their efforts um, right now because they've been going through this process of buying all kinds of content. They bought Time Warner um, and the reasoning behind that, which was really about recognizing that when everyone moves to 5G networks that's going to be about streaming content and delivering content. And if they wanted to control their own destiny, they need to own some of that content Mm -hmm. because content is going to be what differentiates. So they went out and bought Time Warner, which is a pretty big move, but it kind of comes back to that whole thing that if you've got good content, you will bring people along. And it's the same thing in Facebook's world where if you've got good content, you'll draw people to the page. You don't need to be doing paid promotions and ads and all that other stuff. But if you've got engaging things that people enjoy being part of, they'll pay attention. Yep. They'll stick around. They'll want to work with you and they'll feel like they're part of a community.
0: And that's really kind of been my theme this year is build a community and people will want to be part of it. Yeah. People Simple. are drawn to communities. They want to be in, in that in crowd where they see it, you know, fear of missing out kind of thing. But people want to be. Human beings are not meant to be isolated. We're, we're sort of a group-oriented species. So, you know, if, if we were all living on islands, then that would be one thing, but we aren't. So people want to belong to something. And if you want to have a good workplace, then try and figure out how to make people belong, like how to encourage that belonging.
1: And I think with that thought... It's a fine place to end. Awesome. So thank you for listening, everybody.
0: Thank you. Have a good day. Have a
1: good day.